Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today we are going to talk about a really important topic that is often overlooked or misunderstood, and that is the difference between overconfidence and confidence and why this matters a lot. In fact, Nobel Prize winning researchers have stated overconfidence will hinder your ability to become successful. So we're going to dive into this topic today and talk about it and what you can do to boost your confidence in healthy, productive ways. So let's dive in, first of all, and talk about overconfidence. This is not a small problem. It's a big problem. In fact, it's a problem that you and I are often hardwired to experience. Now, there are people on the spectrum of this, right, that some of us struggle with confidence and others are overconfident. I mean, I've worked with salespeople who should be very confident in their abilities because they're awesome, yet they're not. And I've also worked with salespeople who shouldn't be confident in their abilities, and yet they are, in spite of the fact that they're, well, to sum it up in one word, horrible. They're horrible at selling, and yet they think that they are God's gift to sales. So how do we understand this? First of all, we need to recognize that depending on what part of our life we're talking about, the tendency for the majority of us to fall into overconfidence if we're not being uh, aware of this is very high. Let me give you some examples. A couple of surveys when they ask entrepreneurs who were starting a business, and what is the likelihood that your business will succeed? What's really interesting is the most frequently given answer by far was 90%. Some even stated very boldly, 100% certainty that they would succeed. Now, we know that the reality is when you look at the data, it is far less than that, unfortunately. Nowhere near 90%, nowhere near 100%. That'd be nice. We often overestimate. Another large survey of high school seniors found that 70% of the high schoolers who participated in this survey stated that they believe they were above average in leadership ability. Only 2% would admit that they believed themselves to be below average. What's even more astounding was the fact that when asked to rate their ability to get along with others, every senior survey asserted that he or she was at least average, with 25% of those stating that they were in the top 1% for getting along with others. Now, just in case when we think this is just a struggle for young people, even the most educated people in our society deal with overconfidence. Another survey found that 94% of college professors believe their work is above average. You don't have to be a math major to figure out, well, that, that math just doesn't work. And to even further muddy the water when it comes to sales, research published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology shown that the lowest performers in a skill-based profession like selling exaggerate their level of skill 
more than their other productive colleagues. In fact, this phenomenon has been given a name. It's called the Dunning and Kruger effect. And these two psychologists found that people really struggle with being aware of their incompetence. And one of the biggest reasons, not always, we all can fall into overconfidence, even those with a lot of knowledge, but especially when you're incompetent at something, people vastly overestimate their competency levels simply because they just don't know what they don't know. This is really obvious with people just getting into selling. And that's just because they don't know all that there is that they don't know. And I can even think back when I first got into selling, I remember thinking uh, that I knew quite a bit. And maybe compared to a few around me, I did. But now when I look back on it, my first couple years in selling, I realize I knew almost nothing. But at the time, I just didn't know what I didn't know. And that's what you'll find is the more competency and knowledge you develop, the more of an accurate assessment you can usually get. Now, we can all fall prey to overconfidence, though. So how do we become aware of that? First thing we want to do is make sure that our confidence is grounded in something and that something should be reality. And it is often not. Oftentimes when we evaluate, especially ourselves, people will often fall prey to overthinking how great they are. And this is a problem. The reason why researchers have found is that overconfidence blinds you to shortcomings. Think of it like this. Our brains are instinctively risk averse and overconfidence. What it does is it reduces these feelings and replaces them with an artificial sense of certainty, which hides the reality of the situation and makes it unlikely will identify and take the best course of action. And this is what Nobel Prize winning cognitive psychologist Gino Kahneman explains when he talks about how being Overly confident reduces our perception of risk, which in turn hinders our ability to make rational decisions, often producing disastrous results. And this is important to get because the blinding effect that overconfidence generates also undermines successful selling. Overconfident salespeople struggle with viewing situations accurately. As a result, they're blind to their shortcomings, take unnecessary risk when selling to potential clients, and aren't open to sales insights that conflict with their own viewpoints. Overconfidence also inspires a fixed mindset, which is the opposite of a growth mindset, where you don't think you need to improve. And the problem with that is when you don't think you need to improve or grow, it guarantees that you won't. So overconfidence is a big problem. Now, perhaps you're thinking, David, I don't really struggle that much with overconfidence, I struggle with not having enough confidence. What do I do there? Well, we can kill two birds with one stone here. We want to make sure our confidence is grounded in reality. And we want to make sure that we have an ample amount of it. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself and what you're selling, why would anyone else? So think of this as very linear. On one side, you have overconfidence, which is dangerous. It makes you reckless. You become blind to things you should be aware of. On the other side, way at the other end, you have the extreme of you don't have a healthy confidence. We want to have healthy confidence. So how do we do that? 
I want to talk about something that I wrote about in my newest book, Sell More with Science, in the very first chapter called an achievement mindset, because this is important. There's a lot of research on this, and the researchers don't call it an achievement mindset. That was a term that I devised, but they refer to it as self-efficacy. And here's what an achievement mindset or self-efficacy is. Hundreds of research studies in this area. What it says is that your belief in your ability to produce a desired outcome is predictive of whether or not you can produce a desired outcome. In other words, salespeople that have no confidence in themselves aren't going to be successful. Just like salespeople that are way overconfident, that are their confidence is not grounded in reality. And that's how you tell if it's overconfidence. Is it grounded in reality? So how do you get that confidence you need, but you don't have it so it's not connected to reality and you're overconfident in ways that are reckless and dangerous? Here's what the research says, and I'm going to quote one cognitive psychologist, David Myers, who put it like this. He says, an achievement mindset or strong confidence, and I quote, grows with hard-won achievements. That's what I want you to focus on. When you think of why you are confident, what do you point to? What do you point to that makes you say, you know what? I'm confident because of this. In other words, have you earned your confidence? Here's what I want you to think about. Because if your confidence isn't earned, it's overconfidence. So how do you earn it? The most powerful way to strengthen your achievement mindset to get the right amount of confidence that's healthy, that's super strong, and to make sure you're not overconfident is to put yourself in challenging situations that force you to grow in confidence and as a result, confidence. I've heard people talk about motivational speakers, sometimes sales trainers. They'll say, you know, you need to just believe in yourself so you can stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson. I'm a great salesperson. And what does that do? Well, it tires you out, number one. Number two, there's actually research on this, scientific studies that found it does not build confidence. In fact, it's actually a little bit detrimental to your confidence. Why? Because when you lie to yourself, guess who knows that you're lying? You, right? You can't say I'm a great salesperson enough times so that you're actually going to believe it, right? You're not four years old here. So treat yourself like an adult. What can you do? Earn your confidence. If you think about anything where you are competent in, you look back and say, why do I feel confidence in my competence? You're going to say, you know what? I went through this training or I went to this class or I had this experience or I work with this person or I spent hours and hours working on this or I've read these books or whatever it may be for you. You can point to specific things. That's a key because if you can't do that, you want to say, am I overconfident? I mean, is my belief in my abilities grounded in reality? And if you can't point to past experience or experiences, then it's probably not right? Because if it was grounded in reality, then we could point to something in the past that happened and say, this is the reason. So this is a good test of not only do I have overconfidence, which is unhealthy and detrimental. And if I don't have enough confidence, if I say, you know what, I want to grow in this area in my own confidence, because I don't often feel confident. How do I do that? Put yourself in challenging situations. When I think about my career, And what was the biggest boost in confidence for me? I can think of just a couple big 
situations that I went into that I put myself in that were scary. And I was able to successfully navigate through a lot of hard work. And when I came out the other side, my confidence went to a whole nother level because I knew it was right and it could stand even the most challenging pushback. And so what I want you to do is think of what is one challenge that will take your sales abilities and your confidence to the next level? What is a challenge? Maybe it's something big like taking a sales course, like our virtual sales training, or maybe it's reading a few sales books in a matter of a couple of weeks, like one a week. I mean, something where you're like, I'm going to put in some work here, or maybe it's practicing delivering your sales presentation for three hours over the weekend, or maybe it's working with a colleague for a couple hours next week on dealing with some of the most challenging objections you face. What are you going to do to challenge yourself to get to the next level? Let's just go with that last example. When you and a colleague get together and you work for a couple hours on some of the most challenging objections you face and you think through what are the most challenging objections? What are the responses we can give? And then after you internalize those, you practice giving each other those objections and handling that verbal back and forth, back and forth. You're the salesperson, he or she is the customer, and then you switch and you do that. And you come out of that experience where you're pushing each other to get to that next level. And then the next day you encounter that objection. And what do you think? You go, I got this. I just went through hours over the last couple of days working on this. I know exactly what to do. I am confident why you earned it. That's what the research shows is healthy confidence. It's not looking in the mirror and saying, I can handle objections. I can handle objections. I can handle objections. Because what does that do? Not much. What you want to do is earn it. So I want you to think about right now, what is one challenge, just one, that you can do in the next week or so to take your sales abilities to the next level and really earn your confidence. Or maybe you want to plan for it. Maybe you're going to do like read a book, but you want to take a course next month to start planning that out. So I want you to think, what is the one challenge? And then I want you to think, how and when will you embark on this challenge? I want you to get specific. Day and time. So once you decide on what it is, plan it out and execute it. Because when you do, you will have earned your confidence. You won't fall prey to the blindness of overconfidence, nor will you struggle with underconfidence, which is just as bad, maybe even a little bit worse. If you don't have enough confidence in yourself, I want you to have a healthy, strong confidence. Today, I've summarized for you hundreds of scientific studies in this area because science tells us exactly what we can do to grow our confidence in healthy ways. So what are you waiting for? Identify the challenge and then schedule it, do it, because when you do, it will take your confidence to the next level in healthy ways that are grounded with reality. So do this and then go out there and sell something. I'll see you next time.